And we're back on another episode of Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast in which we discuss the finer elements of horror. We we break it down to a on a granular level. We I'm an idiot. Um yeah. My name is John. Nails. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's cliptastic. Yes. Uh my name is John, and uh, and my co-host here is Josh. Josh, how are you doing, sir? Virginia! Oh. Virginia! <laughs> I'm doing quite well, John. I'm, I've been trying to figure out exactly what musical instruments were used in the soundtrack of this movie. I think I've got it down to uh, organ. Mm-hmm. Xylophone and accordion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Various pieces of very bad sounding metal being struck. <laughs> yes. Perhaps a har- har- harpsichord? Harpischord? I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, the soundtrack is very weird. The movie is very weird. <laughs> the movie is very weird, but especially the soundtrack. I love the fact that the, exact same song that they play Mm -hmm. like it'll it'll fade in on any scene it doesn't matter if it's like a happy scene where people are being sexual towards one another or if it's a terrifying scene where people's arms are being ripped off (laughs) ding 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 It's uh, that's what I love about movies like this. It's like they just pick some random piece of music and then just play it whenever they feel like it. Yes, yes. Have you ever seen the British TV show Doc Martin? Oh, a little bit, a couple episodes. So, so that one does the same thing. It has one piece of music that it plays throughout the whole show, but the the speed at which it plays, or even like major key, minor key, uh, like they'll they'll just they'll switch it around to fit the mood. Uh, where like it'll be like the dun, 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 if it's a sad thing and dun 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 if it's a happy thing, and this one doesn't bother with switching it up. It's just the uh-uh. same the same little MIDI file for every bit. <laughs> yes, it's all you get. Yeah. And by the way, what we're talking about is Tombs of the Blind Dead, oh, a nineteen seventy one classic by the the director. Known as Armando de Osorio. Armando uh, de Osorio. A Spanish production shot in part in Portugal. Um, it is, I guess, a kind of a riff on zombie and vampire movies. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got the the gothic classic gothic elements with um, uh, obviously a touch of that. Brand new, cutting edge, uh, George Romero zombie business, and then also I don't know, yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's got some. Ver- it's its own thing. It really is. Yeah, it's it's definitely its own thing. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Spanish culture. I certainly don't know any more about Spanish culture in the early seventies. Oh, so man. maybe a lot of what's going on there is reflective of how cheesy Spain apparently was in the 70s, because certainly yeah. the rest of the planet was pretty damn cheesy. 
Oh yeah, no. If you if you played this movie uh, on mute and didn't listen to it at all, and then asked someone, now would you believe me if this was filmed in early nineteen seventies Europe? It, the answer to that would be, uh, yeah, I would believe that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what I copped the moment I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, it is a it's a crazy movie. A friend of mine had recommended this movie because I was doing all those. Uh, writing up all of those uh, Hellraiser movies, yeah. watched all of them, all ten of them on my uh, my Substack page, and uh, and then I had made suggestions like, what else should I cover? And this guy, who's like a big movie guy, was like, how about the Tombs of the Blind Dead series? And I'm like, I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> so, of course, when I looked it up, I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, I've seen the first three. Uh, there's Tombs of the Blind Dead. There's Re- Return of the Blind Dead. There's The Ghost Galleon, which is amazing. And The Ghost Galleon is something else. And then Night of the Seagulls, which I have not seen yet. Oh, the Night of Jonathan Livingston Seagulls. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I really love this movie. I mean, it's... I, I've seen it like five times already now. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did a, obviously I did a ridiculous write-up on it that was way longer than it needed to be just because that's how I felt at the time about it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. What were you going to say? I've also watched it several times. I, I was mentioning before we started recording that I watched it again right before it because I like I was like, all right, I'm recording in, in two hours. I don't feel like I understand what's happening in this movie. So I went ahead and watched it again. I still don't understand what's happening. I think it's a wee sparse on story because characters just kind of show up and then disappear. Even even the way that people make their exits in this movie is so weird. <laughs> yeah, people are just suddenly there and yeah. suddenly gone. <laughs> like it never <laughs> happened. There's no exposition as to why certain things happen. I mean, there's a scene where some characters go to research something, but there's no explanation as to how they came across this guy or they're just suddenly there. They do it in they do it in all the movies. It's great. Yeah. Um, the the director uh, also made porn. Oh. Uh, which for anyone who watches this movie is probably not surprised. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. The, it's it's just a movie full of sex havers. God, like. Rape? Oh, not a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it really, it really tries to to blur that rape line. Like, oh, it's it's bad. Yeah. So, content warning. Uh, rape. Um, and uh, oh, just a tiny bit of cruelty to animals. Yeah. Um, a hint at some baby murder. Uh, yeah. Depending on what what version you watch, the the version that I've seen is the American cut. The original cut apparently has full-on rape scenes and full-on baby murders, which I don't need to see that. Oh, God. I'm good. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about the baby murders. I mean, there's... there's You, you saw you saw him rape her in the graveyard, right? In the When you did? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's more than that? I guess it's just that one rape. It's just the one yeah, rape. Just the one rape. <laughs> <laughs> Where afterwards they hang out a little. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like is he good at it? yeah yeah here would you would you like a pull from my butt warm flask of mystery liquor 
I'm sure his genitals smell just fine. Oh, man. <laughs> Good old Pedro. Oh, Pedro. Why? Your father is so sad. <laughs> Every one of these movies, at least the first three, have these weird characters that serve no purpose other than to just be strange. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like the, yeah, go ahead. The mortician's assistant? Oh my god. I love that guy. Easily my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got big Coffin Joe energy. Yes, he does. <laughs> coffin Juan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. So, uh, woo. Yeah, yeah. something else. Like, do you want to do you want to dig into it, or is there anything else you wanted to mention first? Uh, the movie stars Lone Fleming, who uh, as Betty, um, and this was part of her the first half of her acting career. She took a thirty year hiatus from acting, and then over the last decade, her her career has picked back up, and she's been in a ton of horror movies and uh, and short films. Oh, I, I thought you meant first half, as in she made this, and then she made another one. <laughs> no, 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 she's pretty prolific, and actually, a lot of these actors are very prolific in uh, in Spanish and and Italian cinema. They were like huh. in the background of tons of westerns and weird post westerns and TV shows. Gonna see some Zorro popping up here and there in their credits. It's it's awesome. Wow. They were in a bunch of SpaghettiO westerns. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Those were the cheaper ones. Yeah, <laughs> Chef Boyard don'ts. <laughs> my God. So yeah, let's Woo! dig in. <laughs> All right, let's dig in. Oh my God. Uh, the the setting, by the way, is a um, well. Primarily, the setting is the ruins, the monastery where the 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 creatures live is a 12th century uh, actual place called Santa Maria la Real del Videgelajesiasiasiasias in Pelayos de la Presa. In Madrid. Um, Yeah, dates back to the 12th century. Um, So the movie opens on the uh, ruins. Uh, Back in the 12th century, they look exactly the same as they do uh, 900 years later. Yeah, yeah. these aren't ruins. This is just how they used to do interior decor. <laughs> they just built things really bad. Yeah. Um, so you see a bunch of Templars, uh, Knights Templar with the white thing and the red cross, and they're they're bringing a uh, lady into their, their temple or whatever, the, their monastery, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, they ride her in on their horses. It's a big deal. They string her up on this, this cross thing. It's like an mm-hmm. X X shape. They cuff her up. And then one the main guy says something about we will do this thing which we do when we are doing things. And then <laughs> they run around her and like slash her up with their swords. And then they all come down upon her and drink her blood while she goes, Ah, oh, stop. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I like how I like how th- they've got these full size like crusader swords, and what they're doing is they're they're on horseback and r- running around her in circles, and then just barely grazing <laughs> her over and over again. Tiny, tiny little cuts, trying to chop her boobs off. It seems like, and and just like just a little swing here, and just another little tick here with these giant <laughs> chop you fuck off swords. I like that she has an elastic waistband in the 12th century. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) 
So they, they kill her, drink her blood. Great. Uh, that that happens. Now we're suddenly in Lisbon, Portugal. It's yeah. current times, current being 1971. And we're at a beachfront pool. And we see this lady, Betty. Uh, she's showering before she jumps in the water. She runs into uh, her friend, Virginia. It's pretty apparent right away that these two had a little going on in the past and uh they're very happy to see each other and they're they're catching up oh, oh what do you do I, I own a mannequin factory by a cemetery it's really cheap <laughs> it's a lot of that and then uh virginia's boyfriend or whatever he is uh roger shows up roger is amazing he's very sweaty um even when he's wearing a jacket he's sweaty uh, his name is his actor's actor's name is Cesar Burner. <laughs> oh yeah, bring in the burner, Burner so, Fox. <laughs> so he shows up immediately, invites Betty on their camping trip, like just out of nowhere. Hey, we are going camping. You should come with us. Okay, great. It's decided. <laughs> Virginia is clearly not happy about this because she's jealous or whatever. Yeah, great. So not good. Um, they 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 meet her the next morning on the next day or whatever on the train. Betty shows up. They get on the train. They're all sitting together, and it's just like ridiculously like at some point Betty gets up to put her suitcase. Oh, oh, I'm struggling. Oh, I, I've landed in your lap, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of that, and uh, Virginia gets upset and runs off to the back of the train. I need to get some fresh air, <laughs> and then Betty's like. This is wrong. I must go see what is wrong. Mm -hmm. So she goes out there and they have a little flashback lesbo scene back when they were like in boarding school together or whatever. And then they've got like the soft filter over the screen, the camera lens and all that. Great. So they had a past as if that wasn't obvious. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Roger shows up right as they're about to start making out pretty much. They're giving each other the Google eyes. And then he just kind of shows up and, uh, they're, they're, they, Betty again is, uh, I mean, like Virginia again is like, I must go away from this and leaves. And then uh, Virginia goes back to her seat on the train. And then the, the train boy, whatever you would call him, comes yeah. up, tickets, please. And she's like, it is with the whore and the dick eater on the back <laughs> end of the back train. <laughs> and then she asks him if there's any place that can they please stop the train? Because she just wants to get off. Is there anywhere, any towns or anything? And he says no. And then she sees these ruins off in the distance. And so she just jumps the train. Yeah. Uh, and actually jumps the train, the poor actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like, we're going to need you. We'll slow the train down, but you're going to have to jump off of an actual moving train, please. <laughs> it looks rough. This is an area that's apparently has been abandoned and, you know, people shouldn't go there because, you know, it's a horrible Horrible things happen there or whatever. Nobody's been there for years. So she walks across a giant pasture that has clearly been mowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on her way to the ruins. She arrives at the ruins and starts scoping the place out. She's checking out, looking for a place to camp out. She finds this little room secluded away somewhere, builds a little twig fire that burns for hours. <laughs> <laughs> like rolls out her her sleeping bag and has a cigarette and takes what looks like a like a giant rollades or something i don't know what that is and then then she puts yeah. her pajamas on at some point and 
hunkers down with a magazine and a radio. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, the bells chime, which I didn't even pick up until I watched it like 800 times. Yeah. And and the, the Templars, you see the grave site in the, this courtyard in the ruins, and the all the like styrofoam-painted gray tombstones start moving, and there's smoke everywhere, and, you know, these really ridiculous-looking hand, like, skeletal hands come up out of the thing, and all these guys come out of their graves, and it's all, duh, ooh, uh, ch- uh. <laughs> So good. <laughs> it's so good. They climb out of their graves, and they are amazing. They're wearing, like, camouflage ponchos. <laughs> yeah. They're... they're, they're- they're basically uh, 19, 1972 practical effects ring rates. They are Ugh. they are exactly ring rates, and they look amazing. Amazing. Some of them have goatees on their skeleton skulls. <laughs> yes. It's so cool. <laughs> so they, they come out. Um, it, it's I, I mean I can't I don't even know how to describe it. It's amazing. Uh, they. Some of them hop on horses, and then whenever they ride their, which also are decked out, by the way. Um, yeah, and we don't, we never get an explanation for where these horses come from. We see these dudes rising from their little person graves, yeah, and then just sometimes they're on horses now. Yeah, fully fleshed out horses who can only run in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so they they horse up. She takes off. Uh, they. <laughs> They they catch up with her and uh, out in the field somewhere and they drink her blood. It's yeah yeah pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Betty and Roger are back at the at a hotel. I guess it's the hotel that whatever I don't know what the hotel it is. They're in a hotel yeah. and uh, they're sitting at the table and uh, the waitress lady comes over and they ask her, uh, you know, well, we would like to rent rent some horses so that we can go to the ruins and she drops her tray very deliberately and she's like no one can go to berzano because there are superstitions but i must not talk about it i really mustn't (laughs) so and meanwhile meanwhile the uh, maitre d guy who looks exactly like a vampire over (laughs) here and comes over and he's like i shouldn't tell you this but i'm going to tell you this anyway and tells them a little bit about the superstition and then rents them horses and uh, they they get to the ruins. They find Virginia's shit in her little room, uh, and they're looking around. And then, out of nowhere, two cops just show up. Yeah, yeah they're just already there. <laughs> they just walk out of the shadows. I have a question. It's like, what the fuck? Where did they come from? And, and the one guy with the little flower on his lapel, like, does a little captain stance on some dilapidated stairs. And like, oh, yeah? Well, it's all very suspicious. We're going to need you to identify the body. Like, what? You, you don't think it's weird that they showed up at the crime scene? So weird. So they go back to town and, and they take them to, uh, they take Betty and... Roger and they they go see Virginia's remains, but the it's so amazing because the medical examiner uh, has an assistant who looks like a um, a half starved uh, coffin Joe, yes, <laughs> who weighs about hundred and ten pounds maybe, soaking wet, and he's very strange. He's like playing with a frog in a 
in a jar with some forceps. Hello, little hello. <laughs> oh, what? You need me for something? <laughs> oh, I bet you thought I forgot about you, little frog, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. So he goes over to the, the body with the sheet, and he looks at them, and he's kind of smiling, and he whips the sheet back, and it's an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and hold up, hold up, back it up just a second, because the, the whole scene is in this room where the... The lamp on the ceiling is just swinging oh, right. back and forth the whole time. Quick, like it had just, like it had just been hit by something, and everyone's just okay with it, and it's just going back and forth. So the lighting is all fucked up in there. No, no one mentions it. It's just that's normal. The worst lit morgue ever. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he whips the sheet back into this old lady, and I couldn't tell if he was fucking with them or just an idiot. Oh yeah. Oh, I think yes, but definitely fucking with them. Like he has, like he's at least at like half staff right then. <laughs> Semi chub. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're really gonna like this one. <laughs> oh, is it the wrong one? <laughs> Her face is also really fucked up. So he shows them Virginia, and, and of course, Betty freaks the fuck out, and, oh, it's very sad and horrible. And then, um, and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, you know, whatever. Okay. It's, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, but, but not before the, uh, there's some more talk. The medical examiner does a little talk about blood rituals. I think this might sound crazy, but this looks like the sign of a blood ritual. <laughs> Oh, and Roger is super against that. He's like, no, 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 this is the 20th century. There are no satanic blood rituals anymore. <laughs> Except you're wrong. Yeah. Good one, Roger. <laughs> Roger shows up uh, with Betty at the mannequin factory. And the <laughs> the mannequin factory has a glass window in the roof, in the ceiling, with like a blinking red light outside that br- that that's the only light source in the mannequin factory at night. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how can we make this the creepiest mannequin factory ever made? And they even have to explain it. He's like, well, we can't just have a strobing red light going off without saying something about it. That would be weird. So they explain that it's the the red light workshop upstairs from the mannequin workshop. Oh, they have to test out the lights. It's like, uh, great. No one yeah. cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was something else. We get more Templar talk, like more talk about the blood rituals and the superstitions. They they have little mini conversations throughout the movie where they they basically just go over the same territory. They are Templars. They do blood rituals. Some say they come back. I shouldn't be telling you this. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Back at the morgue, Coffin Juan uh, is like, molesting a frog in a jar again with the thing like hello come here <laughs> and uh, as this that's and then he goes over to virginia with a scalpel and peels yeah. the sheet back and like looks at her and then he gets distracted for some reason and puts the sheet back and i'm like what the fuck was he going to do there what was the plan there there was there was a thing so they bring in a body and they talk about how this one's really hot <laughs> but it's it's her body and he already showed them her body so it's like it's out of sequence yeah. it's all fucked up that's true they probably did shoot it out of sequence and just left it yeah 
That's like, great. Eh, I don't care anymore. But her head stitches are great. Oh, those are nice. That's really yeah. Good. They're just yeah. bulging out. It's good. <laughs> so he goes back to the frog, and uh, he's playing with the frog. She, of course, rises from the 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 thing, whatever, and she comes towards him, creeps up behind him, starts doing the neck suck. Uh, he dies extremely slowly. Uh, yes. Immediately knocks the frog in the fishbowl over. The frog jumps out, and then that right at the end of the scene, right after he's died, we see his blood on the floor with the frog jumping through it. Very nice. <laughs> Great shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I like that Amanto here is like, all right, I know how to set up a really good looking shot because I've seen other movies do it, especially American and Italian movies. Um, I just have no concept of doing it with any sort of fluidity where it makes sense but here you go the the messed up frog jumping through blood good <laughs> alfred hitchiallo yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's pretty amazing so uh roger and betty uh, are on their tour of, of town apparently they go to this really elaborate looking building this is one of those scenes where it's like huh they just show up at this fancy place and then they walk into this ornate room with this ridiculous library just wall-to-wall books and stained wood and you know red leather furniture and there's quote-unquote professor who (laughs) is like a 35 year old guy who needs to eat really bad that has like gray (laughs) dust in his hair so that he and then like weird fisheye lens glasses (laughs) yeah (laughs) like bottleneck glass he's supposed to look like a like you know like some learned professor but it's it's just ridiculous he just looks like a dweeb that you can easily push around. <laughs> and then he, he lays more Templar talk on him, you know. Uh, Son, it may be hard to believe, but it is very real. Or whatever. It's just <laughs> complete bullshit. But by the way, this shit carries on throughout the movies. This kind of weird people just showing up out of nowhere and, and giving exposition that doesn't really enlighten anything. And then uh, guess who shows up again? <laughs> Fucking cops. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Professor, we think that the murder has been done by your son, Pedro. (laughs) (laughs) So he just shows up, still got the red carnation, blames Pedro, the professor's son, because he's a criminal. It's just Mm -hmm. like, what? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then suddenly we're just back to the, the mannequin factory, which, by the way, has been described as, quote, very successful (laughs) it's like this dump (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah whenever she's talking about the job she's like oh yeah you wouldn't believe how really successful my job is it's incredible (laughs) and she's like bad at her job she puts like the wrong wig on the mannequin and her her assistant is like you're doing that wrong what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) i love that scene because you cut back to the mannequin factory and she's the the assistant is like fucking around with a mannequin head like making the eye turn back and forth and toying with the like eyelashes and stuff it's just like what are you doing it's so good do you ever work during the day like what is going on here no (laughs) so then we see the the front door just creaks open and we see a lady hand and then it's of course virginia who has somehow managed to uh escape the morgue walk through town and mm-hmm. and just show up at the mannequin factory. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, wearing wearing nothing but boob and crotch bandages. <laughs> well, first she has the bed sheet, which she drops at the door, and then yeah. the, the the assistant lady comes over and sees it, and then she's walking through the the like gauntlet of mannequins, and then of course there's the gap with Virginia just standing there. <laughs> and then she so good. she slow attacks her, and yeah, she's got very strategically placed bandages, like one set over the boobs and another set over the crotch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Uh, she slow chases her back into the, like, main room where she was dicking with the mannequin head. And they struggle. Uh, first she tries to call for help, uh, the assistant. And then they struggle. And she pushes Virginia, the Virginia corpse or whatever, up against the wall and knocks over a candle. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. Or an oil lamp or something. And starts the fakest looking fire you've ever seen. And oh my god, these mannequins are so flammable. <laughs> they're very flammable. And then dead Virginia uh, burns to death. <laughs> yeah. And then we see a really cool shot of a mannequin head melting from the fire. <clears throat> yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Also, there's also one where the mannequin foot is melting and then it like does a whole like ankle break mm-hmm. thing where the foot like flops over to the side. I was like, ah, yeah, that's that's good stuff. That's what's funny about this movie is that. You can, as cheesy as it is, and the acting's terrible, and the dub is awful, and all that, but it has some really cool shots in it, you know. So there's actually some quality stuff in it. Besides, it's just being—I mean, it's fun. It's campy fun, but it's also got some decent stuff. Oh shit! You watched a dubbed version of this? Yeah. You watched it? Did you watch it in Spanish? I watched it in Spanish with subtitles. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. See, I no. I, yeah, you watched it on one of the services. I watched it on YouTube. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so the the one on uh, the one that should pay us because we would very much like them to sponsor us. Uh, it's the Spanish version, and when they say her name Virginia, it's all Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to see that. Yes, and the uh, flashback scene to to the Knights Templar where they slowly chop off her tits. That's um in the middle of the movie it's like they go visit the professor and then he's like well let me tell you and then flashback to that and then comes back to him and then the cops are there oh wow that is different Uh, yeah yeah, i should have yeah there are there's several different cuts of this movie as which was very common back then of course and this is the american cut that i saw and i'm I'm, now i have to go see the movie again yes (laughs) i also want to see did you see that this was uh there was also a cut of this called revenge from planet eight where it was a cut trying to make it a like a fake spinoff from planet of the apes Really? Oh, that's yes. amazing. Yeah. The, wow. the, ex- the explanation of that is that these were like the the ape rulers of the planet from before, from the before time that have now risen from the dead. Oh, that's that's quality right yes. there. Yes. I want to see oh, that wow. cut. <laughs> God, that sounds good. Um, well, I might have to hunt that stuff down. Uh, yes. So, so Roger and Betty take a boat over to visit Pedro and his old man gang. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Betty stays on the boat because, you know, Roger doesn't want her to, I don't know, be hurt by old men. Yeah. And so he talks to these two ladies that have, like, the peasant lady headscarf thing on or whatever. And they're like, ah, let me uh, go get Pedro for him or whatever. And so the lady goes over, yells for Pedro. He's on 
what I would describe as a um, like like a, the, one of the boats from like any of the uh, uh, the Cronenberg movies. Like Cronenberg loves to put really shitty looking fishing boats in his movies, and this movie has one of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Pedro's down in the uh, down in the cargo hold. He's just got done. He's just finished banging some lady. Yeah, and. He's like smoking and his shirt's off and he's just like, Ugh. and then he walks out because he's being called and puts his hands on his sides and he's like, you call for me. <laughs> Let that someone here to see you. Yeah, I'll he's be doing, right up. He's doing like the, the Pedro Pan pose. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes over to this basin, water bowl, like basin, and like so ridiculously like splashes it on his face and body. Like he's just washing up. Yeah. And he puts on the tightest shirt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and climbs out and walks over. His pants are like bell-bottom high waters. And he's wearing boots. And then that, that shirt, which is tucked in and super fucking tight. And then he, at one point he lifts his arm up and he has the biggest sweat stain I've ever seen in my life. He just put the shirt on. It's so gross. <laughs> Oh, I must have come into my own armpit. <laughs> it's just disgusting. He has this huge mustache. He's just horrible. Yeah, horrible yeah. man. With a horrible so, girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. So he talks to Roger for a little bit, and, you know, of course, he he ropes Pedro into coming along to go uh, go back to the place and see if they can figure anything out. It's It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're going to spend the night there. And this is one of the things that I didn't understand and why I, I watched it again is the cops are like, oh, yeah, your son is a piece of shit smuggler. And they like yeah. shame the professor into like collapsing into a heap of emotional mess. And then then their plan is, oh, well, what if we go get this Pedro fellow who is an <laughs> obvious criminal and spend the night in some ruins with him for some reason? I love where Pedro's like. I mean, you know, we do smuggling, but we do not do killing. This is bad, or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. It's like you forgot to mention you do raping too, which is yeah. apparently okay. So, so in my notes, I put R and B and P and his fuck lady go to Berzano. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we're now at Berzano ruins, and. uh Fuck Lady and Roger make out. Uh, and then this is because Pedro has gone out. Betty goes with him. And of course, his fuck lady's like, Oh, he doesn't, it's not your type. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I see. So, the, I see I've selected your keys from the bowl. We will now <laughs> yeah. swing this way. <laughs> That's right. So she, Betty goes out with Pedro. They get to the, the cemetery. Uh, area, I guess they're around there. I don't know. Anyways, he rapes her. That's really all that matters at this point. Yeah. Um, in in the cut that that I mean, it sounds like maybe it's the same on yours, but in the cut that I see, he, you know, he's kind of they kind of get to the spot. He's being kind of Pedroy, and then the next shot is her like putting her torn shirt back on. Oh and, no! Uh, oh, you see more in that one, right? Oh yeah, no. She like it's it's she's like oh I. 
I always feel at the last minute like I regret leading a man on and I'd really just prefer to not do this right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And he pushes her down and uh, and rips her clothes off and spends a really long time sucking on her nipples on screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... I want... I, there is a lot cut out of there. Wow, yeah, he's that's like, amazing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to suck all of the sweat off of your tits, please. <laughs> and uh, and and then not very graphically rapes, but but it's it's it pulls away before there's any sort of like bottom nudity or anything. But then yeah, a little while later, wow. she's like putting her clothes back on, and they're they're wow. just like hanging out in the post rape area. Ah, that's horrible. It's, it's really, really disturbing. Um, not the worst rape scene I've seen, but <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. a it's definitely a contender for a a list of some kind. Yeah, cheers, Gaspar Noé. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he, he tries to give her a cigarette. She's not taking it. She's upset. You know, I, mean, yeah. I can't imagine why. Apparently, she's upset for some reason. It's yeah, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Roger has to go out now and and figure out you know, what's going on. And, uh, oh, but before this, that's right. Before this, we hear the bells chime, uh, even though they don't sound like bells very much. And then the Templars come up, attack Pedro, kill Pedro. Yeah. Uh, Betty gets the hell out of there. Roger sees, uh, comes up. He goes to, he, he goes to check on Betty and he comes across the scene where, uh, Pedro's getting, you know, smirched by the fucking Templars. And then he, he just starts shooting his gun at them, which does nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just, it just makes a dumb sound, and then... Yes, exactly. And you don't see anything happen. It's like a gun was not actually shot. It's like, what, did you bring a hand of those, like, poppers that you throw? Like, what? what? They have zero effect. Well, they know they do have an effect. They, uh... They grab the Templar's attention, who immediately come towards him now. It is possible that it, they were actually blanks, because Pedro was like, no, 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 don't use that gun. Here, use this gun that I give you. And I've got this, uh, this switchblade, which will never come back into the story. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I love, I do love the scene where he's in, where Roger's interacting with the fuck lady, and she... She reaches into his pocket to take the gun out, and she's like, perhaps I should have this. And she, like, does this little move where she, like, yeah. flips it, and she can't, like, she almost drops it. And, like, it's, so... <laughs> it's like, well, perhaps you shouldn't take that. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Your gun handling skills are very bad. So, yeah. So, Roger has now drawn the attention of the Templars, who are chasing after him, uh, but of course, he leads them all the way back to the hiding room mm -hmm. because he's an idiot. And then he's banging on the door and Betty and the fuck lady get into a fight because Betty wants to open the door and fuck lady doesn't. And so they fight for, I believe it was about 97 minutes of screen time. It just went on and on. It's also part of the fight is that fuck lady is jealous because she's like, oh, that bitch just got raped by Pedro. I hate her. Jesus Christ. Uh, so Betty breaks away long enough to open the door and Roger slumps into the door all bloody. And, you know, right before he dies, he says something about, 
They can't see you, so don't make a sound. Or what? <laughs> Fucking idiot. So, yeah, that happens. And then um, they get in. They eat fuck lady. Uh, mm-hmm. Betty Betty sneaks out, tries tries to remain silent, but really basically just spends a lot of time going, ah, oh, ah. Like, everything she bumps into, she makes a sound. So I'm like, okay, lady. And then she's running out of the place, and she she trips on nothing. And now she's got a gimpy leg, so she yeah. can't... And she's wearing, like, these white patent leather boot, plastic boots or whatever, which obviously aren't helping either. Uh, eventually, she somehow manages to get on one of the Templar horses, and <laughs> rides away, and then they give slow chase... And there's this really slow chase scene. They catch up with her. And then, like, in reality, one of the guys playing the Templar pulls her, like, off of her horse onto the ground. And she very roughly falls to the ground off the horse. It was it was not a stunt. Yeah, no, that, that actor ate it. She, I mean, it was in slow-mo, but she saw she landed right on her butt. I bet that hurt bad. Yeah, I would not be happy. Although we did see that she has plenty of padding, so maybe that's true. It, it that's helped. true. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, so she she kind of like rounds the corner to where she's within sight of the railroad tracks, and then we see that the train is just magically crossing by at that exact moment, and the train boy sees her, and you know, then the old man conductor guy is like, "We can't stop," and then he pulls the brake anyway, and the train stops. She falls right before getting to the train. First of all, she rolls down a hill that isn't there. Yes. <laughs> then she she falls, and and the, the train boy has to go out and get her because she suddenly she's crippled. She just can't move another inch. Couldn't and, possibly. Oh, God. And, of course, the Templars are riding up very slowly behind. You know, he, he she gets on the train and hides right there in, like, the, the coal car. Yeah. Right, right behind the main uh, the main engine. They kill the boy, they kill the old man, but the train magically starts moving forward. They also get inside the cabin and kill everybody in the cabin, including a baby. And one of them is wearing, a, like, mittens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it gets cold in Madrid. <laughs> They're like camo plastic <laughs> Templar mittens. I don't know, that was weird. Yeah. And uh, I, in the version you saw, did you see it where like all of like where where they're killing the mother and the mother's blood is just cascading down onto the child? No. Oh, my God. You watched the wrong version, sir. Oh, God. This is amazing. I watched the yeah. wrong version five times. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this whole scene where this mother has this like little kid and she's holding the little kid to her and and the the the. The Templars come up and they start chomping on her while the kid is still there. And so you don't see them chomping on the mom. You just see the shape of them. And then just blood starts pouring all over the little kid's face. Wow. That's amazing. It's awesome. (laughs) That's sick. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, I have to watch that version now. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's great. Well, the train, the train pulls into a station. By the way, all the night shots are day for night. I mean, it's. Yeah. They just crank the the contrast up really high, so anything that's not directly lit from the light outside is black. So yeah. it's like silhouettes and a blue sky with clouds. Anytime it's a night scene, so I guess it somehow is day. 
I don't know how, the, how long the train had been traveling, but it's it arrives at the station and very slowly, and like one of the train guys sees that something's wrong and climbs up and stops the train, and he's got blood on his hand from the brake, and then uh, he sees Betty covered in like coal dust, who's yeah. half out of her mind, and uh, uh, what is what are you doing there, Miss? Let uh, and he helps her off, and then. The group of passengers just like that's fine, and then they just go to <laughs> board the train, and they they it's great. Like all the actors get there's like four of them. They all climb the stairs on the train, and then they all wait until they're all by the door at the same time, and then the guy opens the door, and then they go in, and you hear screaming. Yes, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then they cut to Betty, and she loses her shit, and the movie's over. Yeah, <laughs> Finn. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I do. I do love this movie. It makes no sense, but the the very uh, House of a Thousand Corpses style, just inserting stylized things, is 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 great. It's it's great. It's so seventies. Uh, <clears throat> the the next two movies are equally seventies and even more disjointed. I mean the. The third one is great just because so much of it takes place on a boat, on a galleon. <laughs> a galleon. And the premise is, this is amazing, that there's a bunch of models, and um, one of the models is trying to find her roommate, and then the lady that runs the like modeling agency or whatever tells her that she and one of the other models is on a, on a secret job. Well, eventually it comes out that the secret job is they're on a boat in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> a powerboat. And it's a publicity stunt for some businessman. And he put them on a boat in shipping lanes so that eventually a ship will find them and this will give publicity to his company. Oh, this, yeah. That's his plan. Mm-hmm. So what do they run into? A fucking ghost galleon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in full, the shipping lanes? Yeah. Full yeah. of Templars. <laughs> oh, good. Which apparently exist in a different dimension. That's what they learn from the scientists that they just happen to show up to see in the middle of nowhere. Wow. It's, it's like Institute of blah, blah, blah. And there's all these like ticker tape, like <laughs> with the paper feeding through and the guy with the horn room glasses. And he's like, and I'm a man of science, but I must tell you, this is a crazy story. I hope that you are sitting down or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, Wow. These movies are incredible. So this guy really, really was like, all right, I read The Lord of the Rings and I loved everything about ghost people in it. Also, I watched I watched Night of the Living Dead, love it, and yeah. I watched all the old Hammer Whores, let's make movies. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, the second, okay, the second one, it's the 500 year anniversary of of the date when they slaughtered the Templars, even though it was, nice. it was in the 12th century, but it's the 500 well, you know. year. So it's okay. So whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, they're having 500 ghost years. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're having a celebration in some town that's right by the, the ruins, which there wasn't any town by the ruins in the first movie. And, you know, of course, then all hell breaks loose. Like they, but there's a, there's like a hunchback character. There's a mm, there's good. a Pedro replacement. There's uh, 
guy who's hired to be a fireworks expert who's American. That's his job is to do the fireworks. Ah, yes. It makes no sense. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, this movie's nuts. I yeah. I love. I don't know who this Amando guy is. Uh, Amando de Osorio. I've never heard of him before, but this looks awesome. I'm gonna have to watch the other ones. He also has other horror movies: The Night of the Sorcerers, Demon Witch Child, uh, The Sea Serpent looks awesome, and there's his first movie was Fangs of the Living Dead. Oh my god, I don't even know about that one. There's, yeah, somebody has done. Some folks have done some like fan versions of. Like, there's a whole current, like, relatively current Living Dead movie that some fans made, um, which, I mean, they actually had, like, a, like, I mean, I say a budget. I just mean they had some money. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they actually made a movie. I mean, it's this movie has definitely reached cult classic. It has, like, the, you know, you can buy the luxurious Blu-ray box set. It's on Shutter, as you mentioned. I mean, it, it's one of those movies, if you dig around long enough in the horror world, apparently... 50 years worth, you'll come across it like I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. There's, like, a bunch of, like, it's infiltrated different things where, like, the revenants or whatever you want to call them show up in other things. Yeah. Like, it's it's awesome, and I had no idea. They look, I mean, they really do look great. Obviously, they look fake as hell, but it doesn't really matter. They just, they have a really cool look to them with the, like, hooded robes and the you know, the big flowing robes and the swords and they're riding these horses and they it's like these they're skeletal, but then they have like weird braided beardlets and stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And they're not just like the the bleached white skeleton. They it's like they have like the little like, you know, fruit leather gray <laughs> skin left on them with the beards and and there's the 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 fake like party city grade skeleton hand that comes through the crack in the door and they and you're like oh of course it's not gonna move and then it actually does the thing where it like grasps a little and you're like oh fuck yeah you did it you got you upgraded that one yes (laughs) it's so great it's amazing yeah those are pretty they're pretty classic movie bad guys you see a little bit more exposition about their background in the second movie uh that the reason they're blind is because and you you see it in the second movie, but they one of the guys explains in the first movie then this one that they they get strung up at some point by the townsfolk who are sick of their shit, and mm-hmm. birds come, crows come and pluck their eyeballs out. So yeah, <laughs> and it, all of this to serve the oh they can hear her heartbeat. They he he wanted a scene where they were able to locate her by her heartbeat, and so he was like, all right, well we need to come up with a reason for them to be blind. <laughs> Apparently they're they're a group of Templar knights who turned broke away from Christ and became you know Satan warriors and had some sort of blood ritual that they this, that, that you know and and through this blood ritual they're able to come back whenever they feel like it apparently I don't really, yeah doesn't really it's not really explained very well <laughs> anytime some ladies is around yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. If you don't go around, they'll just stay asleep. If the, if the nips be popping, the Templars is hopping. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that they have, the the whole thing is like, oh yes, this is the, uh, the Egyptian cross, not like the regular Christian cross. And people like just have never heard of an Ankh before. They're <laughs> just know. like, no, 
Nope, that looks weird. What is what is that cross about? <laughs> hmm. Is that a loop for your necklace? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not way close to Egypt here in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, it's terrible, but it's also yeah. great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I really do want to see the version where it's trying to do a, a Planet of the Apes thing because that just sounds like it had to be had to be terrible. Um, but yeah, there's there's also a bunch of like some of the violence in here is pretty brutal. That that scene where Roger gets his arm pulled off and you like see down into his arm with the bone and the blood squirting that was awesome. Whenever they uh, feast on uh, Pedro's homegirl, uh, she's just like writhing and screaming the whole time, and it takes a very long time. It's it's this movie is at times really really daunting and good, and then at other times just absurdly low quality yeah the acting is is abysmal it's almost like they were directed to be bad yeah i mean it's just it's just comically bad it's and then it's just then it's really over the top by the second movie like you know the characters are even more ridiculous there's he tries to inject a little political comedy which is so bad it just falls on its ass but it's so ham-fisted that it it doesn't even matter it's like whatever (laughs) he's like oh i just saw young frankenstein and now i will make this second movie (laughs) oh boy how amando you weird pornographer (laughs) so john if you had to rate this movie on a scale of zero to five loathsome things how would you i gave this movie a 3.75 holy shit (laughs) i uh yeah it I liked it a lot, and that counted for a lot. Um, it, as far as it just being like a, you know, it's not, it's not, it, it's, I don't know. I was gonna say it hasn't aged well, but I mean, it probably was pretty damn cheesy even in 1971. But it, you know, it's also a European horror film, and European horror films, particularly of that era, really they kind of like enjoy that overly kind of campy theatricality. Uh, you know, they do it on purpose, and. Uh, I mean, it, for what it is, it really is a minor classic, and I, I'm really glad I saw it because <laughs> I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, it's like I'd love to rate it higher, but it's just not that good of a movie to me. It's 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 just it's to me. I liked it. I have a soft spot for it, um, and and I have to admit, it does bear uh, repeated viewings because it's entertaining. Uh, it doesn't bog you down with like stupid anything. It it doesn't last in any one idea for too long linger so you know it flows relatively well and it's just one preposterous scene after another so yeah that's that's what that's what i did how about you all right so i think maybe this will be the one where we differed the most i gave it a 2.4 out of five interesting where it's good it's really good uh they have some good practical effects like i mentioned virginia's head stitches very frankensteinian like there's there's lots of inspired things in here but at no point does it ever feel like it deserves to be doing what it's doing it's it's really just like held together by the director saying okay and then i wanted to shoot this scene and so like by the end of it there are images that stuck with me but like 
it's not a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's objectively a bad movie. <laughs> it's just a bad movie with some cool stuff. Yeah. In it. So it's it's just just a hair underneath the middle ground uh, of 2.5. So yeah, 2.4 out of 5 loathsome some things for me. Let's see. How does math work on that? That's a six point something. <laughs> Loads some things. <laughs> Listeners, if you could please just uh, write us and tell us what those two numbers add up to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with, I agree with your review. I guess I just, it, it appealed to me on some sort of weird level that, that, filled in some of the gaps that you were describing that are very much present. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with anything you said about it. And I think the reason why it, I pushed it over the three limit uh, was just because I enjoyed it. Like where you had said that it, 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 there was, there was some cool stuff, but it really just kind of, you know, injected into a really bad movie and that, you know, something was just missing. Like for me, that something was there, but it is a bunch, it is some cool stuff injected in a terrible movie. There's no question about it. Oh yeah, and I don't disagree with yours either. It's just it it didn't it didn't hit for me on all of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like I I consider it kind of like uh, Beyond the Door three, yeah. but not with the over the top enjoyability that that one had. And maybe it's just because they both have trains. I don't. Know. That's so for those keeping count. That's the second train horror movie we've seen, and probably the yes. probably the best train horror movie that we've seen so far. Highest quality train <laughs> horror that we've seen. That's a genre now. <laughs> yeah. Also, one where it doesn't make sense where the train goes or comes from, because that, that dude, I guess it's just like a big circle track that goes around and around and around, because they just keep showing up in that field and, and ladies be either going away or coming towards or dying in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. Like, no, son, remember what I told you. No matter what we do, we never stop for ladies in that field. Well, you know, I was just thinking that there is there's at least another train horror because there's the there's the um, the one from the 80s where the it's like the picture on the cover is like a conductor with like like a Groucho Marx mask or something and holding a knife or some shit. Oh, man. Now I got to look train horror. How? Oh, well, Train to Busan. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's a great train horror movie. You're never going to beat that one. Oh, of course, Midnight yeah. Meat Train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a, yeah, I'm thinking about, isn't there one where it's like a group of vampires are on a train, like Horror Express or something like that? Yeah, I guess that could be. Yeah. Oh, maybe 2023 is the year that we only watch train <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> There's that Hellraiser movie that has parts on a train, but it's not really a train horror. And then there isn't there one that's like Transylvania Wife Seven Thousand or something like that. That that it's, happens to be on a train or something. Yeah, and it's a really <laughs> bad comedy. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I just can't yeah. think of what it is. Throw Mama from the train. Yeah, there's all of them. They're yeah. all there. Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to mention that uh, at, at the beginning when they're at the um, swimming pool, fucking, what's her name? Betty? What's what's the main lady's name? Uh, Betty. Yeah, Betty. Uh, she's, she's talking to Virginia and Roger and then she was like, okay, well, bye. And then she just jumps in the pool and swims away. Like, <laughs> she wants to get away from the situation, but only <laughs> just gets in the pool, which they are at the edge of. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, it's called Night uh, Terror Train. That's the one. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yes, yes. There, there's also a, a train movie with uh, with the old uh, the old Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing duo in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, dude. Tubi has one called Night Train to Terror. Oh, fuck. I bet that's terrible. That looks so bad. <laughs> is um, it one of their originals? They have the worst original movies. Like, No, this is from 1985. <laughs> oh, okay. With also a Cthulhu-looking monster? Nice! Ooh, I'll what? have to look into that. Oh, and a, some sort of zombie creature with red light eyes. Yes! Let's go. Oh my god, train movies. Train horror movies. All right, we found our niche. <laughs> God, we're stupid. <laughs> um, did you see any any good horror stuff? I don't think I've seen any decent horror stuff that I can remember. God, I uh, I watched Wednesday. Oh uh, yeah, it we started was... it, but we didn't get very far because it's so boring, right? Well, we just we just it, we just turned it off for some reason. It wasn't it wasn't because of the show. I don't remember why. Uh, I but love... you didn't like it. I, I really enjoyed Jenna Ortega in it. She does a great Wednesday Adams. That said, mm. I don't care about the Adams family at all. And it's it's like a mystery, but then the mystery is is really uninteresting. Um, mm. So I I watched in and out of it. Melanie watched the whole thing. She enjoyed it. So for non horror fans, maybe it's way better than for horror fans. But for me, it was just kind of like I don't care. Yeah. And uh, but she did a great job in it. Oh, I'd like to, by the way, uh, apologize to Jenna Ortega, who's definitely listening. Uh, um, because when we talked about uh, X, the entire time I called her Jenny. Oh, uh, rude. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, I think we started watching Wednesday with my daughter, and, and her name came on the screen, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Called her by a name that definitely no one ever calls her. <laughs> Thank God no one listens to this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't watch. I don't think I watched any horror. If I did, I don't even re- fucking remember. That's how bad. What? Well, I, I already mentioned seeing Smile. So yeah, yeah, um, Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it talks, it's like, oh, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just watched a bunch of Scandinavian noir mystery shows or whatever. Oh, shows. nice. Uh, I love oh, those shows. Uh, the Texas Killing Fields. Did you watch that? Oh, that I did. I did watch that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, fuck Texas entirely. I hate it. That's a terror. Remind me to never go there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> never go there and certainly never go down that stretch of 45 that you have to take to get from Houston to the beach. Never go down 45 and go right past NASA Road 1 exit where yes. you'll see the Calder Road exit and then you cut in there and take a right and go back around and then go down left on Calder Road and then you go a little ways down and then just to your right is the Killing Fields. Don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. To, with where the backdrop is for the movie uh, Ty West's X. <laughs> yes, and definitely, and for no reason should you ever go to the League City Police Station, the one that they, they rip so bad in that show, um, because you have a court appearance for a ticket you got wearing um, 
cargo pants with homegrown weed that you bought at a party in <laughs> filling each of the two cargo pockets while tripping on acid. You should never do that. Probably try to avoid that. <laughs> Uh, never never drive past the field where people dump their bodies and think, hmm, I bet you could grow really good crawfish in there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, that's a that is a it's a great documentary, but man, that's it's a it's a horrible story to be sure. Yeah. There's no winners in that story. I mean, even the guy that you know, if anybody turned anything positive out of that, it would have been that guy Tim, I forget his last name, the Tim Allen. Tim Mallon or Miller? Was it Miller? Miller. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. (laughs) My God, I'm so stupid. Yeah. The guy, like his daughter was was one of the victims. And then he started Texas Equisearch, which is now, you know, pretty pretty well known. But man, that dude is... That dude's a boss. He's a boss, but that guy's tormented, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Moffat employee is tormented. So, anyways, yeah, that was a that was a great documentary. It's a limited series, so it's I think it was only like three or four episodes or something. There's also uh, did we talk about the documentary for Woodstock '99? Uh, I, I mean, uh, maybe not not on the show, maybe, but I think we might have talked about it before in the past. Oh, okay. The one on the one on the the same the, service. Yeah, yeah, the same service. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that that documentary can also go fuck itself because in a in a documentary that details the horrific rapes that happened during yeah. the Limp Biscuit performance and shit, yeah. uh, it focuses mostly on oh it was a big financial uh, loss and equipment was destroyed. Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> there's there's another on a certain box office oriented cable channel that has a documentary <laughs> uh, a documentary about it uh that one's really good and it, and it does not shy away from the horrible things that happen there nice but, i didn't know there was i love it when they do competing documentaries all documentaries should have a competing documentary <laughs> like the fire island one yes yeah the fire <laughs> yeah that was that was great like getting the two different views yeah because the netflix one is like i mean yes there was a child being raped in that van but really what we're concerned about is that they they tore down the parts of the stage and they burnt things it's not good you guys people lost money yeah investors lost money it was we were ashamed of ourselves (laughs) oh god it's like pouring gasoline on the fire yes (laughs) so uh yeah watch that stuff too yeah 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 and watch go watch horror movies uh support uh independent horror filmmakers um don't don't pirate skinamarink wait for it to come out actually and then spend money on it yeah give them your money they can use it most of those guys are not very rich no no but uh other than that have a good time happy december Get your Christmas shopping done. Get your shopping done. Take care of grandma, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And uh, in the meantime, (laughs) I'm sorry you all have to die. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a throwback? Is that a throwback to the stand-up routine from House of a Thousand Corpses? (laughs) As soon as I said take care of grandma, I was like, 
take care of grandma. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, stop recording. <laughs>